0: Hi, guys. Welcome back to Crime Connect Case Discussions. I'm here today with Jerusha. Hi, guys. And we're going to be discussing the Jennifer Dulo's case, which we have a lot to get into. But before
1: that, um, anything new with yeah, you, Jerusha? Um, today I found out that my youngest child, my youngest son, has gone from child to... Um, I think I'm an adult now. he He's... Already, uh, like, decided that this summer I'm not going to be able to tell him what his schedule is going to be like. Like, he's he's wanting uh, breakfast at one when he wakes up, and lunch at five or six, <laughs> and he's begging me to allow him to cook dinner at like midnight. And he's telling me that, like, hey, this is just how it's going to be. Well, I've been trying to like get him back on the track, and then today he got a wild hair. And he told me that he was going to clean his room. And I was really super excited because he's been, you know, mopey, not really mopey, but like, you know, doing the teenage, like I drink my drink and I'm just going to set the bottle over here. And, you know, and yeah. uh, he, he, I went in the room and he's like, I'm thinking of moving my bed. And um, I'm like, okay, well, and we, and we talked about it. And then 10 minutes later he comes in he's like, I moved my bed. And I'm like, what? And then I go in there. He's got the posters. He like his room was the the room the room is themed in like an outer space type theme, and um my my sister had painted a beautiful canvas uh of the universe and the stars and and whatnot. And he kept that on the wall, but there like I I framed a bunch of um, like Doctor Who. Um, and some video game posters and had them on the wall and he had them all laying on the bed and he's like I don't want these anymore and I'm like but but what's Aww. happening he's like I'm going to change my bedding I don't like this bedding anymore and I wasn't really the Doctor Who fan my brothers were and I'm like okay he's like I'm just tired of staring at all and I'm like <laughs> okay and then he looks at his toy box which is like a, Aww. it's a it's a it's gorgeous. It's a it's a military... It's like an army bunk, bunker. An army bunk, Like, you know, that you see at the end of their, their beds. You know, that's where they keep all of their stuff. Yeah. My sister, you know, she's the interior designer. She, you know, got that for him. And he, he's like, I think I'm done with this too. And I'm like... <gasps> and I'm thinking I'll play with the toys don't don't put them anywhere but you know he he kept it in there and you know he moved his bed around and it looks like it's set up for a teenager now rather than for a little boy and I'm just like mm. okay so yeah that's that's what's new with me today um Aww. what about you
0: I I you know, as you were talking, I was just thinking about um, what I told you earlier with my daughter, and she has told us today. She was in the uh-huh. car with her dad, and she told him that sometimes she hears voices in it, the car,
1: yeah, or oh in gosh, in her yeah. room.
0: And so, originally, I was like, "Oh, it's probably the neighbors," because she's yeah. Right I next think that was like house.
1: my my first question to and. Me.
0: Yeah, so we said, well, it's probably the neighbors. They're probably just hanging out outside. And she said no, that she doesn't hear it outside. She hears it inside her room. So I'm pretty freaked out. And then her dad and I were talking. He thinks it's just her thoughts. Like she's hearing her internal voice. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, that can make sense, too. Speaking of the devil. What do you want? I think single bunny <laughs> the never uh, the never ending adventure of the, of the youngins the
0: bathroom is right next to her room she has to walk all the way over <laughs> here to tell me she has single Aww. body. so then when we were talking about the you know internal voice mm-hmm. that you have in your head do you hear a voice or do you just kind of no it's there because
1: you're thinking about it. Me? I I mean Oh, are you talking to me or are you talking to her? Go to your dad. Oh <laughs> to you. Ava, go to your dad.
0: Go go to your dad. He will do it. He will do it. He's
1: in there. Go. Oh my god. Don't let me bow <laughs> Ever That's so funny. dramatic. I love her so much. She's really is a she's really a hoot, though. She is. But I don't.
0: They're all a pain in the butt right yeah. now. <laughs> but yeah. So do you hear a voice? Because I don't hear like it. It's not something I hear. It's just something that I sort of well, know is I, there.
1: For me, I, you're asking the wrong girl because I. I kind of believe in that other type of, like, world because I've, like, had issues where Mm. I've seen things that I shouldn't see. I've had incidences that, you know, um, or whatnot, but that have, like, happened physically to me. And I've never, like, heard a voice, but I've been, like, tapped on the shoulder. But when you're going into that, like, sleep, you know... Sometimes, like mm-hmm. I put myself in a mind where I'm creating a, a a dream sequence to go to sleep to, where I'm like, like a fairy tale, like you know, where my where where like what would I do if I had a million dollars? Well, this is what I would do with it if I had a million dollars, and then that's what I go to sleep to. <laughs> so maybe there, it's like that, that half uh-huh. half a sleep stage that she's in, and she's dreaming about being a mermaid or yeah. you know playing with with the pup or something like that. I mean, it could be anything.
0: Yeah, so she says that they say that it's a girl. It's never been a, a boy. And then it says her oh, name. Oh, she has a name. So I just told her to talk <laughs> back to it. <laughs> I said, well, well have you it... talked to her? And she said, no, because it's a stranger. And I was like, well, that's true, it, but... It... It, Well, next time say hi. Somebody,
1: and and I would I would ask her to maybe like, I mean, if you're up, maybe you could go in the room and sit with her for a minute. And if there's a voice, then maybe a voice is traveling. If I'm I'm sure because I know you. Her window isn't open. Um, yeah. Oh no. So it could. I mean, it could be a TV. Uh it it depends on the interaction. I mean she's she's what f- five? Four, four. Four four. I mean, children yeah. have an imagination at that time. And truthfully, I've yeah. had my my well, boys, she had, has you know, imaginary friends and you know
0: she has an imaginary friend. Bumblebee. I was Bumblebee gonna call him Beetle that she's had yeah. for like two years. <laughs> yeah. Bumblebee has been around for like 2 years and she said he is not, not Bumblebee and and she knows that Bumblebee is her imaginary friend. She calls him that. Like so she knows there's like a a right.
1: distinction. Well, my son, m- my oldest, he actually uh told us about his 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 imaginary friend named Johnny who lived in a field across the house from us in a cornfield. But there is no field across the house that we lived in at the time it was just a vacant lot and then two houses on both i mean the whole neighborhood had houses except for that one vacant lot and there was never any corn that ever grew there so his his imaginary friend named johnny told him he wanted to play in the field in the cornfield and i'm like yeah I don't think so I mean it was in the middle of the day so it, I mean it wasn't like it was at night or anything like that I said I don't think so because I really I mean it was set it, It's ob- it was obviously set up for a house to be built you know it had all of the plumbing and wiring and all that stuff so I, I mean anything's possible I mean it, it could just be her imagination and I'll let you- your daughter is very creative, and he's, she's very imaginative. It could be, you know, it could literally yeah. be anything. So She is. Well, I'll keep yes. you posted. <laughs> because,
0: uh, a little creeped out, but like you said, she's very um, imaginative. She's very mm-hmm. creative. So we'll yeah. see about that.
1: Anything else? Um, oh, okay. So let's get
0: into... Yeah, there was a lot more, but then I started getting onto that and... We'll talk next yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Next time I'll have to tell you guys about the Yay. puppy we got and how much of a pain <laughs> in the butt he is. <laughs>
1: but he's so cute!
0: Yeah. He's adorable. And you can see pictures in our group on Facebook. But he's a big pain he's in the adorable. butt. Um... Let's get into the Jennifer Dulos case. So today, on this episode, we're going to do something different in that usually I take the lead, but this time, Jerush is going to take the lead. Yeah, so please go easy on me, because I am
1: both nervous and excited for this pleasure that uh, has been bestowed upon me by Crystal. And uh, (laughs) I'm excited, but I'm extremely nervous at the same time. So bear with me,
0: and i have no notes and just my- so you guys know zero notes because all the pens in the house disappeared <laughs> maybe the girl took them they couldn't take any notes
1: yeah i'm thinking so <laughs> um and my notes are scattered i have them on i wrote i started writing notes um when you told me that i was going to be doing this you know doing the main part tonight and then i have <laughs> notes on my uh I, I I don't know who if anybody else has figured this out but you can actually message yourself on Facebook. So I found myself. Yes. Can you, I found myself on Facebook in Messenger and that's where I have all my notes that I that I've been keeping since you know we we talked about doing the uh, the the Jennifer Dulos case. So I do have notes from all of that. How did yeah, I and I use that. it for everything. I use it for doctor's appointments. I I use it for um, pictures that I want to screenshot. Um, I'm always sending you guys pictures just so that
0: I could transfer from the computer <laughs> to my phone. I have, I have. I don't, like, I be sending if them somebody to myself. ever
1: were to figure out the password to get onto my phone, you'd be able to have like the passwords to like all of my <laughs> my my. Um, my stream sites, like Netflix and Hulu and all oh that my stuff. God. But uh, yeah, I I change them periodically, very regu- regularly enough that I don't remember them every time, but not like on a weekly or whatever basis. So I I keep notes in there. Uh, oh my god! So okay, so all right, all right. Oh, so start. Jennifer Dulos is age fifty. Um, I, you know what I really wanted to do and I, and I'm trying to remember if I took a picture. I did because like, this is seriously one of the most bizarrest situations dealing with a custody order that, you know, so I actually wanted to use your group recommendation that you, uh, post in, in our other groups that we have so that people are aware that we have a a new, a new store or a new, new, um, case that we're following. Um, and it couldn't get any more like what is happening than, you know, what you put on there. It's literally Jennifer Dulos. She's 50 years old and she was in the middle of a messy divorce and had armed bodyguards. Uh, because mm-hmm. she was afraid of her husband and is now a missing mother of five children. And um, let's see. uh, She disappeared on May 24th, 2019 and wasn't reported missing until 730 that evening. But it was after she was last seen dropping her kids off at school. And she missed an 1130 appointment that she had that day. And then she missed another appointment at one o'clock that day in New York, I believe. And the police issued a silver alert and the search began. Now, um, when they first um, reported her missing, the nanny, um, Michelle, or Michelle, Jennifer's, Jennifer's Mm -hmm. nanny took the kids to Gloria Farber who is um, Jennifer's mother. So she took um, control over the children since um, Jennifer had had full custody. They were supposed to have shared custody, but he actually, his time was um, supervised in... And I guess oh, yeah. like he didn't get a lot of time with the kids. So the first thing that they did was secure the children with with, with uh, their grandmother in New York, um, w- while they reported her missing. Um, do you have anything that you want to add on that on that note?
0: I want to say that that's when the bodyguards came really? into play. It, they were hired oh. by her mother, yeah. It they may have had two different bodyguards at two different times, but I know that separately the mom hired bodyguards for the children in New York after Jennifer okay, disappeared. Okay, because
1: her mother filed a restraining order, a protective order against him, uh, just just at just when she was um, dealing with when this all started, I believe, and I think that was mainly to protect the children too. Yeah. And she, had, she was concerned.
0: Yeah, like, they, they seemed to know right away that something was right. wrong. And
1: um, I'm not sure exactly how the timeline goes. Uh, I mean, I do, but um, let's discuss the timeline a little bit um, on this case, starting from, like, when she first disappeared and go from there. So, <clears throat> um. So the search for Jennifer started on um, May 24th, as like we had said, Um, her disappearance uh, was after she dropped off her children, like I mentioned earlier. And um, her car was actually found the same day, but they still put in the silver alert that they were looking for Jennifer and the car at the same time. And the reason for that was, was because There was no, there was, there was no idea of what she did after she dropped the children off. And they were hoping that people would recognize Jennifer and recognize her car, um, so that, um, yeah, if if anything came up and they, they needed to do, like, a, like, surveillance thing, maybe she got coffee or something, that they would recognize the vehicle. Um... So she had two appointments in New York City that day, and her friends, I believe, were the ones that were, that called in the missing persons report. She had two, two friends that got together. I, I can't be positive on that. I don't know what you know about that. Um... I think okay. that's right. I think I Investigators that. believe at between 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. that Jennifer was the victim of a, an alleged attack within her home. They did find bloodstains in the garage of her home, as well as on a vehicle. At around 12 p.m. that day, Jennifer's housekeeper entered the home but didn't go into the garage or notice anything at a place. Um... Investigators found blood on the faucet of Jennifer's kitchen that had both her and her strange husband's Fortis Dulos is Doulus is I think it's Dulus. Dulos? I think Dulos would probably be Greek the the Greeks. What do you think? I don't know. Yeah okay. Dulos. Dulos. He is Greek. Uh so they found Blood on the faucet in Jennifer's kitchen that had both her and her strange husband Fortis Dulos DNA mixed together. Um, let's see, and they haven't said
0: blood; they just said DNA. Right? Um,
1: this this report that I'm reading here says blood, but I, I I'm assuming it was his DNA, and then when they did a in yes, her in her blood, probably because th- yeah. they said that it looked like things had been cleaned up. Um, yeah. uh, so I'm assuming this was probably maybe a luminol thing, where the luminol was spotted, and then the print was retrieved from underneath the blood. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I uh, hey, I'm no forensic, you know, <laughs> so I, I can't tell tell you tell you if that's true or not, and. I can watch all the CSI and Law and Order I want. I'm I'm still not a forensics expert, so I I'm not sure exactly how that happened. So, um, the evening of May twenty fourth, the day that she was reported missing, they did find her vehicle at a nearby park, which is Waveney Park. Um, and Waveney Park is actually quite huge. It was, um. It was. There is a centerpiece in Waveney Park called the Castle, which was built in 1912. So it's been around for a very long time and is surrounded by 300 acres of fields, ponds, and trails, which end up becoming the focus of the beginning of the search because that was where her car was left. It's a huge yeah, park. 300 acres. That's freaking huge.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, if you could, or Jennifer Dulles' group. The header photo on mm-hmm. the group, that's actually the park. We'll any okay,
1: park. and then I noticed here...
0: It's really gorgeous.
1: It says that the park is open 24 hours, and that's very uncommon for parks. So, I mean, I don't know, do they allow yeah. camping on there or something? I, would, I, I don't know why anybody would... I mean, 24 hours. That's probably, like, um, teen... teen
0: yeah, because then you're gonna have people Teen in party there, party city, and then problems. like
1: homeless people and yeah. stuff like that. I'm, I would assume, but it's very pretty. It looks like it's very well kept. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. I just clicked out of that timeline that I was in. So, I'll bear with me a moment. Um. Um. So that. Park is actually close to her home. Um, It's in New Canaan, Connecticut, where uh, her home is. And uh, how did... He lived in Farming... farming Farmingtown? Farmington. Farmington. And that was...
0: It's about an hour and... Yep, an hour and 17
1: minutes. So... The same night, I'm, I'm assuming it's the same night, the evening of May 24th, or it was linked back, the video footage was linked back to that same night. Because they did, law enforcement did put out a call for anybody in the area of um, Jennifer's home to check their their security cams, their surveillance footage, to see if they had anything that might might be... Uh, might help them figure out what was going on here. So, there is footage of um, Fortis Dulos and his girlfriend, Michelle Traconis, allegedly throwing trash bags in at least 30 dumpsters in Hartford where blood-stained towels and sponges were found with Jennifer's DNA on them is revealed. They did... I think it was like a two day testing. They did a quick test, didn't they? Or did they not? Rapid, rapid test. test.
0: Or no, it wasn't I don't think it was rapid DNA. It was just a regular DNA. Okay. Because rapid DNA is two hours. Oh okay. Yeah. So
1: it wasn't that quick. So then also seen in surveillance photo photo or video is the weirdest part of for me, I mean it seals the deal for me that obviously, with the rags and the clothing and the in the sponges, that mm-hmm. the this these are not innocent people. Something definitely happened. Right. Um But the absolutely. But Dulos is also seen dropping a FedEx box into a storm sewer. Police were able to retrieve it and found two altered Connecticut license plates in it. Uh, which came from a Chevy Suburban, registered to Fortis. The heart, um, Fortis arrived home at eight ten PM that evening. So I'm not sure. I don't know if he was told that she was being reported missing and then they went out and did this, mm-hmm. or if these were along the day, That they were dropping this stuff off in these in these different homes uh, at in these because these were resident garbage cans. So I'm wondering because that's what we have like 50 minutes, 45 minutes between the time that she was reported missing and then the time that he arrived in his home at 810 because she was reported missing Mm -hmm. around 730. So I'm kind of wondering if like they did it really quick um to get rid of the evidence because she was reported missing faster than they were able to do it or i don't i don't know
0: and can i just say really quick because we talked about this when we first heard it how stupid that was (laughs) to be dumping the bags on the same street same residential area that doesn't help no You know, like, if you want the bags to go in different places, you go to different neighborhoods. Yeah. Not the same neighborhood where they're all getting picked up at the same time and dumped in the same spot. At the dump. So, um,
1: that's, that's the reason that they got the extended search for the landfill, the area landfill, right? Or, right. right. So... They obtained a search warrant for Fortis's property, uh, a vacant property, which he was seen on, and then the area land full, fill um, for, for that neighborhood. Um, Fortis and Traconis. I love how they, like, used the, his first name and her last, but whatever. But I guess that's a good thing, because Dula- <laughs> Jennifer can't be charged in her own disappearance. But, um, so... They right. were charged with hindering prosecution and tampering with evidence. And both pled not guilty and they both had uh, $500,000 bonds. Um. Is it FOTUS or Fortis? It's Fortis, isn't it? Fortis do... Fort- FOTUS. FOTUS? They, no R. Yeah. I, I didn't think so. So FOTUS is lawyer. <laughs> and... Anybody can Google him. You can find out tons on this guy. And we we form your own opinion. That's pretty much what I want to say there. Um, (laughs) His name is Norm Pattis, P-A-T-T-I-S, said in court that his client client was not in New Canaan, Connecticut when the attack allegedly occurred against Jennifer and can account for his time that day. Fotis and Jennifer were in the middle of a custody battle over their five children. And Traconis allegedly was the alibi. Um, Wait, no. They're saying here that Traconis uh, allegedly has an alibi for her whereabouts on May 24th. as She was delivering a purse to a friend in the morning and visited another friend that same day at the time the investigators believe Jennifer was attacked. I didn't know that. Did you know that?
0: I didn't know that. That's the first time hearing of that. I do know that Norm Pattis is saying that um, Fotis's alibi is enormous.
1: Enormous. Like his ego? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I have a theory. I finally have a theory about the alibi in those license plates.
1: Okay. Give it to me.
0: so, whose license plates were those that they found?
1: Uh, they, they were his from another vehicle, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I'm wondering if... I'm trying to think how... Sometimes I have these ideas, but they're not all put together. Um, if his alibi is... Because you know how New York State... I don't know about Connecticut, but I know it's where he lives is right next to New York. You know how they have all of the um, traffic cameras, um,
1: toll bridges. Is there toll toll cameras up there?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I've seen multiple times in cases those um, pictures from those cameras being used to track Mm -hmm. people. So I'm wondering if maybe Michelle. Or somebody else drove one of his vehicles with those plates. And they're going to try and pass that off as Hmm. him. That's my theory right now.
1: I'm assuming that...
0: Although I still don't know why you're dumping the the license.
1: And the dumbest thing is, is why a FedEx box where... and, And dumping them in a sewer, great... Where they can be retrieved by anybody. I mean, did he...
0: this is why I feel like these are really stupid things that he right. did. But at the same time, we still have no body. You know, how did he get rid of that body? Yet yeah, he did all these other dumb things.
1: Yeah, and well, and we want to we want to also uh, mention the fact that um, from reports are that he shaved. His head, his face, and his arms. And the picture is no more. But he did actually post the picture on Facebook. Because we're talking about a guy who's full of himself. And has to be recognized. Hmm. Now, that picture is gone now. Of course, he doesn't want anybody to see that. And I'm assuming he did that um, either on his own or at, at the request of his attorney, Pattis. Um let's see they let's see so so he has the alibi and they were they they we talked about the big alibi or his huge alibi which you know enormous enormous (laughs) alibi and i kind of wonder i mean he used his own vehicle still on one of his i'm assuming it was one of his work vehicles um and the uh all he did was alter the license plates um, by using tape. Was it? I, I don't know the colors. I think they're black and yellow. So did he use some kind of like yellow duct tape for the letters? Or is it the other way around where it's yellow and black letters?
0: Um, I don't know. I remember looking this up before.
1: Okay. Um, so both Fotis and Traconis have pled... Not guilty to the charges against them. Um, And Terconis got out first. I think they lowered it for her. Did they lower it or did she come up with the whole 500k? She came up with it first. right. And um, let's see. He didn't... He was going to come up... He was going to come up with his bail... And he was going to bond out, but he refused to sign the waiver. There was a a waiver called. Who is it called? He re- on June fourth. After his, I think they were arrested on June second. Um, on June fourth, he refused to sign the notice of bail rights paperwork. So he was being. Um, Uncooperative, even with the the idea of getting out, and I believe that he they said that he was going to use his his four hundred one k to get out. Um,
0: he didn't even um, when they were going to bail out. He didn't bring his passport. He didn't have anybody anybody bring his passport. They had to delay it for like two hours. Right, because. To go get his Wait,
1: passport because, because Pattis said he wasn't a flight risk, even though right. he had threatened Jennifer that he was going to take two of their children and fly to is it our, was it our Argentina, where where wherever the I think so. that's where it... the ski resort is that um, yeah his his brother in law owned or something. I, I, or no, 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 no. It was, it was, I think it was Michelle's ex-husband or ex-brother. Yeah, it's that's it. Michelle's ex-husband owned a ski resort and he threatened to take the two children out of, uh, out of the country and she would never see them again. Why the two? I don't know out of the five because all five of, of the children were both of theirs. Right? Yeah. Right, um <clears throat> let's see. there's a lot of in between I know that happened in between this stuff, but on June sixth Fotis Fotus delos's divorce attorney asks to be taken off his case, so that gets stalled, and there's actually other stuff that um caught my eye on on that because um. I'm so sorry I'm pausing because I want to make sure I read that right. Um, he had only had a total of 48 hours with the children over, was it six months? Yeah.
0: And um, like different supervised visits. Right.
1: And uh, he was saying that uh, she was over-dramatizing things to make things difficult, and he, he wasn't being able to see us kids. Um, so he is blocked from seeing the kids after, after the fact, because, uh, you're right, he did, sh- it was the, mo- it was Gloria Farber, Jennifer's mom, that uh hired security guards that sh- that uh turn him away because um photos actually showed up at her apartment mm-hmm. to see his children and that did not happen so he, he i think truthfully and, and i mean it's obvious if you go to his facebook and the videos and the the, re- the interviews that he's done, you can tell he's a very uh, confident man. And I say that in two ways. Because um, he's living a life that is not really in his realm. He's trying to be living this life of a higher end. But he's actually... Just the developer and the the builder of homes for the rich,
0: um, right?
1: And he's floating by on money that he has has been loaned by by the Farber family, um, yep. and from what else? Uh, uh, a man in London, I know that. I don't remember if they actually named him or not. Uh, and that, you know, also I, I I call him a confident man because he was literally taking money and using it. Did you, did you know that somehow he was able to get, um, the Farbers, his, his in-laws, his soon to be ex-in-laws to pay for the deposit, uh, on the house that he was, he was buying? And he promised no. to, he promised well, to pay it back, and he defaulted, and now Gloria is responsible for that as well. So his it it was originally she was just suing for the two million dollars, and then like a, a an extra half million got tacked on.
0: Yeah, he is all tied up in all sorts of shady business dealings. I feel like he's that quintessential. Um, not rich guy that comes off as rich, mm-hmm. you know, in, in his life. And then you find out later, oh yeah, he was just sitting on everybody else's
1: money. Exactly. I mean, he, he just floated by. I mean, I'm surprised I, we haven't heard from any of his employees or anything or former employees that say, Hey, I didn't get paid or you know, yeah. I noticed this happened in the office. It's been very quiet uh, on that front because it is his company. And I'm assuming that he made them sign some sort of waiver when they're hired because they're working for rich people. And, you know, they could yeah. dish out information maybe or or something along he those He has lines.
0: quite a few partners, too. Right.
1: And several of them have
0: pulled out of the business now. Right. Which I feel like says a lot because if somebody knows you to be a good person, you mm-hmm. know, and you have a business with them, but you know that that person is a good person, and then something like this happens, you still kind of question it. You know, mm-hmm. if you know somebody, you, you kind of say, well, maybe, maybe it was just a girlfriend and maybe he had nothing to do with right. it. But these guys pulled out.
1: Yeah. You know, I think also one of his partners um, said that he owed them money, him money too. I'm not. I I I, I believe. I want to be surprised. I believe I read that. I can't. I can't be for certain. My brain is a sponge, but it's also a very squishy sponge because that's just <laughs> how my brain works. Um, that's how mine is. Yeehaw! Okay. So, oh. Um, let's see, a, ho- I know that a home in, was it in Hartford, Connecticut? Is that, is that where the, the, the vacant home was that they did the search on? Um, let me double check here. I, I think that it was in Hartford, but they did they did search a, a uh, vacant residence that he owned that that he had up for sale, um, as well as the Fotis as as well as Fotus's home and Jennifer's home. I think it was because um, there was a a strong police presence in Hartford, and nobody understood at first. Yeah. So I'm trying to catch up here a little bit. So one of the things I wanted to bring up is we were talking about him being a very confident man. This man had an ego for days because he, during the divorce, he expected, and I think this is probably when everything fell apart for him, um, he expected Jennifer and her five children to live in a home with with michelle his mistress Mm -hmm. and michelle's daughter and he uh registered michelle's daughter for the same school that the children are going to it's a private school a private academy and i think that Mm -hmm. was pretty much that didn't go his way because that was it was it was um in family court the judge said sure the pri- The private academy sounded great, and, um, you know, this area where the, the kids were going to go to school was a good idea. Instead of moving into the house, or, or where he had planned to move with Jennifer and Michelle and the kids, um, she flipped a switch and, you know, or what is it called? Uh, Flipped a bitch. And uh, got her own place. And I think you are right. I think Gloria, the Farbers do own the house that Jennifer moved into.
0: Yeah, I believe that her mom owns the house. She doesn't live there, but owns it. And we saw this in, in the court documents because Jennifer actually went to the court and was like, first of all, in these in this case, it's very complicated Because you have Fotis, who's playing the victim.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm such a nice guy, blah, blah, blah. And then you have Jennifer, who's really just defending herself and trying to protect herself. And it can come off as controlling in a way. right? But she actually put this in the the court documents and, and told the judge, he wants to move his girlfriend into our house and expects me and the kids to live there. And now he expects to be able to come and go as he pleases in my house. Right. So, and he she was telling the judge, this is what he's trying to do. He's trying to control me and my whole life. It's pretty scary to think somebody is that bold.
1: Right. And I think that's probably one of the reasons he showed up after Jennifer disappeared at Gloria's um, home. Was because he thought, mm-hmm. hey, in his mind, and I, I think the guy is guilty. Okay, so in my mind, I think that he believed Jennifer's out of the way. I can see my kids whenever I want, but that didn't happen for him because yeah. they did an emergency, uh, emergency uh, hearing, and the kids were awarded to Gloria to become the the full the, uh, full custody, and he, he's... Thank God, because
0: I really think if he would have been able to get them, he would have been on a plane.
1: Yeah, I don't think he would have stayed at all. Even though when both Jennifer, I'm sorry, scratch that, when, uh, Michelle Tarkotis and Fotis were released from, from jail on bond, they both have ankle bracelets. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I don't, I... I think he's going to like you and I were like, we've talked about before. I believe that he will do anything uh, to just skirt by a little bit to get his way and to test his limits because with mm-hmm. that ankle bracelet, he drove on an interstate that went into New York and then went back into Connecticut. So for a fifth, 15 minutes, He was not in uh, Connecticut. He was never supposed to leave the state of Connecticut. Um, But I think that this is is who he is. And I think that's one of the reasons why he chose Norm Pattis as his lawyer. Because Mm -hmm. he believes that Norm knows what he's doing. I'm sorry. I don't have faith in Norm. And that's just fine with me because if if norman and and, and want to get together and do all the little conspiracy theories and all this stuff then that's fine because i mean we'll get into that a little bit later because i just had got i just read an update and i'm like you've got to be kidding me but um i just think they're both going to continue to push limits and that Absolutely. and that both of them have the same type of of ego that they're going to continue to just, like, one-up um, anything that comes out in the media. And whatever he decides, whatever Pattis decides to use against uh, Jennifer, he's going to. And he and he is. You
0: will usually hear defendants complaining that their case is being tried in the media. And Norm Pattis is um tactic right now is to play it out in the media exactly we wouldn't be hearing anything about this case if it wasn't for him right right now he puts stuff out there all the time and then it gets repeated in you know the the one conspiracy that he has right now i in my google alerts i had to delete 20 articles a day just about that yeah it's ridiculous
1: so um Let's just touch down on, on one of his and one of Pattis' theories that he threw out there. I just read the update a little while ago and I just kinda like you've got to be kidding me because now it, it's literally um there there um there's this a sparring type thing between him and an author. Um uh so Norm Pattis is saying that Jennifer pulled a Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. And this is a book. It's fictional work. I'm trying to remember the name of the author right now. Jillian uh, Gillian fin- Flynn. Gillian Flynn wrote a book uh, called Gone Girl. And then there was a movie. People might be familiar more with the movie. I'm trying to remember who all was in it. Wasn't it? Um, ben Affleck. It was Ben Affleck. Uh, um, I don't remember who played her. And uh, Neil Patrick Harris was in it. Playing one of the creepiest yes. roles I'd ever seen him play before, by the way. Um, so anyways, I mean, I'm sorry, guys. If you haven't seen this it's, or read this book... Uh, or seen the movie. It's been out long enough that that you know, this is there I'll just give you a quick spoiler warning if you want to mute it for the next thirty seconds. But the gone girl theory is that it's a woman that is trying to get back at her ex-husband, or husband um, by making it look like she had disappeared and and possibly murdered. So it's yes. this very like, And it's a very thick movie. And I'm only saying this because this is, this is what, I mean, it was not a movie that I should have watched with him, but it was right after my ex-husband filed for divorce. And we were, we were, we were watching, he, he, we were trying to, like, rekindle and see if, like, we could fix the marriage and whatnot. And... You know, I was like, hey, there's this new Gone Girl movie that just came out. Why don't we watch that? I didn't know, like, how crazy the movie was and how... I mean, I think he and I both... Like, that was, like, the first time that I actually, like, felt like, shit, I think my marriage is over. Because, like, he sat on one side of the bed and I sat on the other side of the bed... (laughs) And we didn't talk the whole time. It got really uncomfortable. And after it was over, he just kind of said, yeah, I don't think that was appropriate for a date night. And I, <laughs> oh, I I had to agree. It was a very crazy movie. And all in the end, it was definitely where she um, had tried to set him up to make it look like he mm. had hurt her or killed her, and he was responsible. And the whole time she's alive. Exactly. So she, so Pattis was saying that um, she had, that Jennifer had pulled this uh, gone girl theory and had killed herself or hurt herself enough that enough blood was found in the house where it seemed to have been a struggle. And then in her garage um, where there was also and blood. His His whole reasoning
0: for this is because Jennifer wrote a book 12 years ago that has nothing to do with Gone Girl. But his theory or his reasoning is that since she wrote a book, that she is creative enough to replicate this scenario.
1: Well, she's an author in general. And right now, she I mean, Mm -hmm. up to her disappearance, she was a blogger. And blogged a lot mm-hmm. about her life. So that's just insane. And I just read this. This is ridiculous. Right. There's actually a been. Um, Pattis is actually shot back at Jillian at, uh, Flynn. Because Jillian oh, Flynn. Wow. Uh, she criticized him last week. For even suggesting the idea. That uh, somebody would take her movie. And make it. Uh, into a real thing like it actually happened and to to claim that Jennifer did this to herself is just ridiculous and she said that it sickened her and that she did she did hope that uh, um, uh, Jennifer would be found and that this would be resolved well um, Patis is it got is now pissed off And he released a a statement today, which literally told Flynn, be gone, girl.
0: That's Uh, so crazy. I'm reading the quote now. This is so, this is the type of people that he and Fotis are. It's just disgusting.
1: Right. And that's what he's going to come back with. And then didn't he have another theory like the next day or something, but I mean this, that's his retort that could have been like a, tw- a tweet you know be gone girl
0: so after he says be gone girl he says there's serious work to be done here this isn't fiction it's reality no shit but you're the one who brought fiction into it how ridiculous yeah, exactly. for him to be gaslighting her just for responding to what he said yeah Oh, so crazy so disgusting.
1: And I think and hey, he's an attorney and attorneys are in their their own world and their own life, but I I think Pavis's ego is is so big that he just thinks that his word is gold. So he he's he's uh confident in himself, which is fine. He can be confident in himself. Um, you should be as an attorney. But uh, you should definitely be concerned about what information you have and how it's distributed because, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be, this is definitely going to trial. This is going to trial. Oh, yeah. Do, uh, FOTUS is not going to take a deal. And if, and, and Michelle is, is working with law enforcement. And, and now to this day, uh, Fotis believed that once they were out on bond, that you know he was going to be able to see Michelle, and you know wh- mm-hmm. whatever. But Michelle actually asked that um, there be a no contact order. Um,
0: yeah, she doesn't want to hear from him. She doesn't want to mm-hmm. talk
1: to him, and she's working with law enforcement. And I think that that's actually I, we saw this in the the Kelsey Barrett case where the. Mistress or girlfriend of, of the main suspect worked with law enforcement, and that's where most of the information after came after
0: helping. Yeah, both of them after helping right with whatever happened.
1: I yeah. I think that, and I I don't know because you know I don't know much about Michelle. She's been pretty private about everything, um, and uh, and I'm assuming that's because. She is working with the the law enforcement and the and the prosecution on this. Uh, but I do believe that Fotus probably either um, threatened her or intimidated her in a way that said that she could be implicated in this too. And that is why she helped him. With those drop-offs oh. of all of the the cleanup rags and the sponges and stuff that they found in all of those residential garbage cans, that's what I'm assuming.
0: Maybe uh, I'm. We'll, yeah, maybe. We or maybe so little. From home, so from the police. So
1: right, and I'm and I'm glad for that. So, um, but this is definitely going to go to trial. There. You have a better timeline, though, on what we what they were going through with their divorce proceedings. Maybe we should talk about that for a little while. Cause, um, yeah,
0: I don't have, like, a complete timeline, but I know a lot of people... The, one of the latest articles came out with a lot of information about what Jennifer was doing in the divorce case. And it kind of came off that Jennifer was withholding the children from him. And that Jennifer was being the controlling one and stuff like that. So I wanted to explain to people kind of, like, why she was doing what she was doing. Um, so Jennifer and Fotis were married in 2004. And they filed for divorce in 2017. And when Jennifer filed for divorce, she also filed for an emergency order of full custody of all five of their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was denied, and they actually were supposed to share custody until the divorce was finalized. Um, in the filings, Jennifer said that her husband exhibited intensifying, irrational, unsafe, bullying, threatening, and controlling behavior and stating that she was afraid for her safety as well as the physical safety and emotional well-being of their children. mm mm-hmm. One of the things was that um, in June of 2017, he became so enraged that she had scheduled activities for them on a Saturday that he just lost it. And he was yelling at her, following around her the house. He kind of cornered her in an upstairs bedroom. And he shut the door and would not let her leave the room while he just yelled at her. And physically attacked her. Jeez. Yes. In, um, let's see, the month before that, in May, he had told her that if she did not agree to his terms, that he would take the children, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. that he would kidnap the children and she had put in the divorce filings that he had also that year bought a gun. He claims that the gun was for personal safety. But if you can imagine that somebody who was increasingly out of control and angry and then all of a sudden they bought a gun mm-hmm. that they never needed use for before. Right. Um, I think we could all be wary of, of that. And she said in her filings, she said, I'm afraid of my husband I know that filing for divorce and filing this motion will enrage him. I know he will retaliate by trying to harm me in some way. So she knew what she was dealing with. And she tried her best to do it the right way, the right legal way in Mm. the courts. Right. Um, And unfortunately, when you have a lot of money involved in family court, especially a lot of money on both sides becomes very contentious. Yep. Um, And we've actually seen when this case came out that people in that same community of hers were going through the same thing in family court. They couldn't get the protection they needed from the judges there. Um, And there was no explanation of why, but I'm just going to say money. There's money on both sides. You have good lawyers on both sides, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, it doesn't. It's not about the truth. It's not about you know what's best for these people. It just becomes about whose lawyer can can get what, which right. really irritates me.
1: Well, I think um, one um, of the things that they did uh, that I thought was was an excellent idea, especially since, like you said, that with money they with money comes power in, in family court, they, they create the, the judge assigned a mediator for the children that was Mm -hmm. to act in their best interest. Um, so that, you know, the children could be heard. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately though, the problem is that kids don't know, you know what I mean? Like if, If he's intimidating her and attacking her in private, the kids don't know any better. They just want their dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't. They're children. They they just see their dad. They love their dad. Yeah. Of course they do. Of course. And so it's frustrating because I know that mediator kept telling the judge the kids want to see their dad. And one of the things Jennifer's lawyers said was, because he complained about his visitation and that he didn't get enough and blah, blah, blah. Well, Jennifer would schedule visitation with him. And then at the last minute, he would change. And so she would reschedule and he would change. And so it was frustrating for her to try and always have to be under this guy's thumb, Mm -hmm. trying to control her, and then now changing the visitation that she's trying to work with. And then he's changing it and then he's crying in court that he's not seeing his kids right. Um, of course he denied all of the a- allegations against him about bullying and, and physical violence. He said that Jennifer was the one intimidating him, <laughs> threatening him with the mafia. Yes. He, he actually wrote and I, I found this so typical of a controlling narcissist. He wrote her, he wrote her an email. In December of 2017. And he said. Our children deserve a mother and a father. Not one or the other. And if we cannot live together. We can at least get along for their sake and benefit. Now you just read that. And it let's say it's presented in court. And you're like oh. This guy's trying. Look. Mm. He's trying to keep his family together. And you know. Everybody working copacetically. And nice and whatever. But that's fucking bullshit. It's. You don't write that and now all of a sudden kill your ex-wife. You know what I mean? Yeah. This was his tactic of playing the good guy. Yep. And not actually being the good guy. And now, <coughs> as we saw today in our group, um, we have people defending him. People who know him and who have known him through um, the water skiing... Greek Federation. I don't know the name of it. The Fancy Pants entered the group. The Fancy Pants. Yeah. And thinking that somehow seeing this guy over weekends and whatnot training with his kids with water skiing that that makes him a great father and that he can never do anything. Which, okay, everybody has their opinion and I get that and it's hard to believe somebody you know can... Do something, but these people have actually signed some sort of letter or petition. I don't know. A hundred of them, supposedly, have signed some declaration that he is a good guy. Yeah, I don't know what that they think that that's going to get them.
1: Yeah, I, I, I could not understand for the life of me, like, like you called it, and what Chris, like Kristen called it. It was a word salad. It was like, what is, like, it it was like, it was her, it was her entrance into the group. And from here on out, anything that was to be said to her was to be taken for 100% fact. And we were to take her for everything that she had to say was the absolute truth. And she had 100 people uh, that backed her. And that she was part of some kind of Greek foundation or something that that uh, um, was in support of Fotis. And I'm thinking lady you have some screws loose. If you think that this, this like uh, formal statement that you're making send that as a press release to the media. You are coming to a mm-hmm. discussion group you're about to get your word salad tossed. Yes.
0: And she That's did. It's just so weird. I don't know. I, I just don't know what they think that they're, their word, like, it, it doesn't mean, an, he's still going to be charged. We still all are going to think he's guilty. Nobody is changing our mind about
1: You're that. You're caught on camera dumping mm-hmm. in 30 different trash cans. DNA and blood evidence that belongs Mm -hmm. to Jennifer, what says not guilty about that? And you can read more about the, about the FOTUS arrest um, in the affidavit in our group, Jennifer Dulos, discussion uh, uh, of Crime Connect. Of course, if you type in Crime Connect on Facebook, a lot of our groups will pop pop up. But if you put in Jennifer Dulos, she will come Uh, The group for Jennifer will come up. One of the things that I wanted to mention upon his arrest was um, he had poison ivy, right?
0: Yes. I've been waiting for this. Yeah. So he he was suddenly covered in in poison ivy when he was arrested.
1: How long? Which
0: poison ivy takes several days to show up.
1: Okay. So it takes several days, but the itching, does it start right away? I
0: don't think so. Hmm.
1: So, okay,
0: but this this is interesting because they searched the landfill, which isn't a landfill. it's like a trash plant right I believe.
1: Yeah that's actually um, what
0: they is. searched that for days and days and days. They searched a reservoir in uh, I think it was New Hartford. They searched um, the park Waveney Park mm-hmm. for stuff along the trail. But why would he have poison ivy? Is her body out there somewhere that they just haven't found yet? Like in the Mackenzie
1: case? Did they, um, did they, didn't his attorney say that, oh, that's common to get poison ivy when you're jogging?
0: Oh, that's such bullshit.
1: Didn't, didn't. (laughs) Didn't he say something? I don't don't remember exact because Norm Pattis wasn't his his attorney from the beginning. I remember he had a different attorney, and I don't remember who that was. Um, I think it started with an E, but you know, don't quote me on that. But um, they did try to like push off the poison ivy thing and say, "Oh, that's common. He's a he's a he's a runner. He jogs, and he probably got it, you know, on the side of the interstate or something." But, I mean, if you live in Connecticut, I'm assuming that you're aware of poison ivy and what it looks like. Um, So, I'm pretty sure he, wherever he ended up um, in getting this poison ivy, I don't think, excuse me, I don't think at the time it mattered to him that he was in the middle of poison ivy. Yeah. I think whatever reason he was there, it was for dumping evidence or and I pray to God I don't want her to be dead, but at this point it's been it's been almost what, two months? Mm-hmm. A month and a half at least. I I I, I can't imagine uh, from after the blogs that I've read on, uh, on that she's posted and, and that type of thing, and, that, and, and you know the pictures of her and her kids, I cannot imagine this woman walking away from away from her five kids in the middle of this ugly divorce and just disappear. If you
0: didn't, so have, I, I, I ha- if you didn't have this other evidence, like if she just disappeared and we had no. Nothing, I'd be like, okay, well, I'll put mm-hmm. it on the table, but she's not gonna walk away and disappear, and then you're gonna go disposing of blood evidence at the same time,
1: right? Right. Um, okay, so at first they talked about um, they were not gonna search the tra- the the plant anymore, the trash plant. Mm-hmm. And then that same day they turned around and they they, they decided to search still anyway. Do, do you remember why they did that? I don't. Okay.
0: I remember them changing um, their mind, but I don't remember if there was any information around that.
1: Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I, I drank a little bit of something and I thought it helped, but my I still feel like I got a little bit of a uh, frog in my throat um it's it sounded like the surveillance f- the, the request for surveillance footage, footage from neighborhoods uh, in the area where um the Hartford residence was because that was where the Hartford residence the, the vacant house that he was seen at mm-hmm. I don't remember how he was seen there or not but I know, I think people said they saw his car there, yeah. and that was why they decided yeah. to ask for people to look, check their surveillance footage, and people were, I think we had more than one person, obviously, if we, if there's actually footage of him hitting 30 garbage cans, and, you know, the residential garbage cans, they have to have more than one person with footage. Yeah. And then the the great, you know, putting the FedEx box in the great, too.
0: This is one case where I just can't wait to see the evidence, to see what they have that we don't know, because I know they have
1: some more. Mm-hmm. Right. And that'll come in the prelim, yeah. as we all know. We'll, 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 and that's where, like, in the Kelsey Barrett case, that was where we all just got felt like we got punched in the gut, because there was just so much that came out tur- and i and i i'm assuming that yeah the charges yeah uh i think that we're going to see that again and i and um i want to i want to give people hope because i mean uh here in my town you can google the case uh debbie hawk h a w k just like the bird um she disappeared In 2006, um, there was no body, there was obvious signs of a struggle, and there was blood in her home. Um, I talk about the case more uh, in detail, and I don't want to get too into this, you know, in the podcast, because this is about Jennifer, but they arrested the ex-husband because they were in the in the middle of a, an ugly fi- dispute over finances he was stealing money from their children's trust funds uh to support his regular daily life because uh he was not making enough money to to um live his lifestyle um but the thing about Je- uh debbie is that a body was not found So first he was arrested for fraud, um, for stealing from the three children's uh, trust funds. And later he is arrested for uh, the murder, the homicide of Debbie. And they had enough on him that he was found guilty of murder without a body. So I have faith in our justice system that we will have justice for jennifer like debbie had justice now her body did come uh up um it was found in 2016 i don't believe she disappeared in 2006 i actually think it was 2004 but her but the trial ended and he was found guilty in 2006 so 10 years from when he was found guilty, um, her body was found in a field after the medical examiner, you know, did findings and they did DNA. Um, everybody thought, oh, well, here we go. We're going to go back and they're going to appeal. They're going to, you know, the whole bit. Um, at, at first, the attorneys for, for Hawk David Hawk said yeah that's what we're going to do and then everything went quiet and here we are in 2019 who is still serving his sentence and we have not heard anything about more appeals on the matter of whether or not um, he had anything to do with her murder or not so I have faith in, in the justice system yeah it's a
0: big misconception for that without a body there's no case but
1: Exactly. I've definitely
0: seen a couple times where they prosecute successfully without a body.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I do hope they find. I have a student. feeling
1: that we're going to have that same thing for. Exactly, and I think we're going to get that for for Kelsey Barrett, too. Yes. Um, but we're still in 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 the early stages of that. Like we just we had the prelim, and then um, I think we're waiting on more court dates for that one. Now um, is. Is Michelle, Michelle's court date still July 18th? Is that her next court date? Uh,
0: I think so. I don't have my book in front of me. <laughs> my schedule book.
1: Um, the last thing I remember is um, Traconis was to appear at court in July on July mm. 18th. Or maybe not, because didn't she just get um, permission to leave the state yeah. For a few months, for a few weeks, uh, and was it? It was just the state, right? She's yeah, in New York, yeah, is she's that? In New York. Or it, it was a, yeah. So she's out of the state for a few weeks. So I'm not sure if she has to come back for that, or if it will be just in time for that.
0: Do you know where I just found my pen?
1: Where did you just find in your pen? Book. In your book. Yeah. Don't tell Ralph because I've been ditching. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay, so from what I, from my notes, Fotis has a court date to schedule appear August second, and Traconis is supposed to appear in court on July eighteenth. But um, I don't know if that for sure is um, still how it's going. Hmm. I'm trying to look at a few other things I I, I was going to cover. I um You know, one thing we didn't talk about and people are bringing it up a lot and thinking that it was planned and that type of thing was we we didn't talk about um in 2010 the Dulos's nanny at the time accidentally ran over Fotis's mother in the driveway of their residence. And one of the first statements that Fotis made, instead of saying, oh, my God, my mother's dead, it was, I was in Italy. And everybody's been like, oh, my God, do you think he had anything to do with his, his that the murder of his mother? I, I don't think that she actually had any finance you know, like any, any, like, big financials or anything like that, where she had a lot of money or anything. Um, I don't think she had a... a um, a life insurance policy and i know that jennifer said that she had fallen just a few days prior down a staircase and was on painkillers and the nanny was quite distraught from that and a lot of people believe that he was somehow involved but he he had an alibi if he was in italy but why he made that his first thing that he said What i still have no idea it's very very odd it's just such an odd thing
0: and those poor kids were there and witnessed that and now they're going through all this it's just it's just so sad yeah so she's coming back on the 17th
1: oh the 17th so she'll be she'll be back in time for court on the 18th
0: I don't know. This case is just so weird. It's like a movie and not a Gone Girl movie. Like a a Lifetime movie.
1: Yeah, it's... I I hope that this never makes a Lifetime-type movie or anything. But um, I'm assuming it probably will because this has been sensationalized. And it's getting bigger because of Norm Pattis's you know, status. Um, and if you want to know what his status is, you can Google him and find out more about him and figure out for yourself, really, um, who he represents and what type of things that he's that he's doing on his own. Uh, I could just imagine trying to follow him on Twitter or something. And all the crazy stuff that he would say, like the "be gone, girl," just totally like, I was like, "Are you serious?" I need to go, like
0: rage scream into a pillow over that. There's like on uh, so yeah. many levels, it's just so disgusting. It's unprofessional. I mean, it's <laughs> it's gaslighting her. Be gone, girl, like, as if she doesn't matter because she's a girl. I don't know. I just can't. I can't deal with it because I'm going to get so mad.
1: Like, I literally I I, I literally do see him doing the, the palm <laughs> twist and putting his hand out. Be gone, girl!
0: I hope he's fired soon. Just because I don't want to have to deal with him I, this entire case.
1: I don't think that... Um, Fotis is going to let this guy go. I think that he thinks that Pattis' status—wow, that's a tongue twister. Pattis' status uh, in today's world is actually better for him uh, going forward, and you know, with this case. I think so, like. So, in unless he withdraws, yeah, exactly. Um. I mean, there are attorneys, or I'm sorry, there are reviews, and he actually reviewed himself, and he gave him five stars. (laughs) Okay, Pattis. But, um, he was hired to represent a woman's son in court, and said that it was a slam dunk, and everything was gonna go great, and whatnot, and he didn't even show up. He sent Somebody else one of the one of the other attorneys that works for him so and So she gave him a one-star rating and he came back and gave himself a five-star rating and said and pretty much Tried to belittle her in his comment to her so I mean he's just Trying to be the big man. I I truthfully I don't I don't see them I don't see Fotis giving him up.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully he'll be disbarred or something. Something needs to happen. I can't listen to him for two or three years.
1: Maybe he'll get busy with another actually important client.
0: Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> but. So, um, that's pretty much the case.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So... We're still waiting on uh, the court dates. And there's tons of information uh, in our, our group, and we, we are following it. Uh, we're trying to keep everything factual. Um, so if you are listening to this and we've gotten something wrong, please feel free to, to let us know because we want to make sure that the, inf- the information that we're providing is to the T correct. And, I mean, there's so much information out there that we might have said something that was actually, like, changed later to be something different. So.
0: And if you're interested, the Facebook group is Jennifer Dulo's Disappearance and Case Discussion by Crime Connect. You can always follow the Crime Connect page on Facebook and all of our groups are linked there. Makes it very easy.
1: And if you like the sound of our voices, so sensual and fun, you must subscribe to our podcast because we love to talk.
0: Yeah. I don't think either of us love to talk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. The only reason this is actually happening, we are very introverted and it doesn't show in the groups and it doesn't show in the podcast, but I mean, Crystal, I mean, the girls and I, ah, I just lost my earbud. Sorry. Sorry the girls and I, we, we stay to ourselves. And so we, we're very much alike. So doing the podcast is kind of hard. And this was my first time like being on, on the, the, the main host side. So I was all over the place because I mean, I was following the Jennifer, Jennifer Dulos case, but I didn't like really know how to go about hosting. And, and Crystal's like, it just it's just gonna be natural, and I'm thinking, okay,
0: there is. I'll get through this yeah, on both sides. There's a lot of anxiety medication that goes into this.
1: <laughs> I to- as a matter of fact, I told you. I said, give me ten minutes. Let the Xanax kick in. <laughs> yeah,
0: but we do like we want to bring you guys an easy way to get up to date on cases because I know, like, just jumping into a group and. It can be overwhelming with all the information. So we really do this for you. Yep.
1: Yes. We are breaking out of our, our molds, our quiet little uh, treasures, our, our, our thrones of, of home, and our our whatnot to, to speak to you, our public, and uh, talk more about these cases in... I mean, it's it's not it's not that we enjoy following true crime be, because it's fun. It's something that it has to be done, and someone's got to do it. So, I I'm always looking for the truth. I know you, Crystal. You're always looking for the mm-hmm.
0: truth. It drives so. me crazy when a case is so messy. Because people are spreading untruths and rumors and um, confused people aren't being corrected. I like it nice and neat.
1: Right. And you know what? We did forget to talk about this. And so before we sign off, uh, that tweet
0: Um,
1: by an admin for another uh, Facebook group for Jennifer tried to put out false information and claiming that he, they knew the name of the employee that they were talking to that, that worked for Fotis, but the dumbass used his own picture. Yeah. So it wasn't very hard to figure out that it was a fake tweet and people wanted to like follow it. And I'm like, seriously, just go look at the dude's Facebook page or scroll down the twitter feed uh, from where this tweet came from and you will see the same face staring back at you yeah this man is not everywhere
0: so we we've mess we mentioned a lot about um being careful which groups you join and by all means join multiple groups where we're not saying don't just be careful about which groups you join and if you're there for the right reasons and if it's being run for the right reasons because unfortunately there are um people who like the drama more than they actually like following the case and we definitely do not like that
1: google google the yeah google your admins and see who you're talking with and see who you're dealing with and and, uh, and and that means us, too. If that's what you want to do, you can Google yep. us. Just don't dox us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it for now. I think probably our next episode mm-hmm. is going to be another update episode instead of a case episode. So, looking forward okay. to that. Um, getting back on track. I think, Yay. Um, I don't know if you saw my message the other day. I think what we're going to do is we're not going to do the weekend updates anymore because the weekends are, yeah, are too hectic mm-hmm. to record and edit. So I think we're going to do like a Tuesday show and then I can edit Wednesday and have okay. it up and then you guys could all be updated.
1: It'll be nice. But, I mean, any, almost any time is good for me, but you know, I want to make sure he, that that everybody can get on and stuff so yes yay thank you crystal this privilege of being the main host for today was an experience that i will enjoy and look forward to in the future i enjoyed not having to do it
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well thank you guys for joining us and we will see you next time yes
1: Bye. bye
0: If you enjoyed this, please join our Crime Connect Facebook page. From there, you could join our main group, The Vault. And we have so many different case-specific groups. They're all listed on the Crime Connect page. I would love for you to join us and follow us. See you there.